0: The Basement to the Attic Podcast features Recadelic and the devastating DC. The co-hosts share their views on various aspects of hip-hop culture. Music, fashion, art, style, and more. Basement to the Attic Podcast. The freshest perspective on all things hip-hop.
1: What four weeks, uh, about a month, and we had had over 57,000 deaths is it's really that serious. So, you know, but in, in, the, in the midst of all of that, man, I'm just trying to keep them healthy and keep my children healthy. And so far, I'm managing to get it done.
0: My wife and I was talking, um, have you been hearing anything about a lot of cases in Russia?
1: Um, now I've heard of cases in Russia and all over um, Russia. Uh, they was talking about that it was cases in Siberia and things like that. Um, okay. okay. But but as far as how many, if, if it's this widespread, that I'm not yeah. sure of.
0: Have y'all heard about this coming stemming from bats?
1: Yeah, I've heard that. It's mm-hmm. uh, th- yeah, they are talking about the wet markets out in China, yeah. and uh, you know, it coming from bats and you know just animals like that. But this one specifically the COVID-19 is supposed to come from bats, but um, they don't know if it's actually something that got picked up from the wet markets out there and with them selling delicacy delicacies like bats and things, or um, if this was actually something that they were um, um, trying to manipulate in a laboratory and mm. someone got exposed in the laboratory and then started started exposing other people
0: right
1: right so and if it's the latter um you know now you're looking at you know the possibility of germ warfare you know because that means that someone was trying to manufacture this
0: right right
1: and it just you know it just infected you know uh the the people that i guess was working on it and um you know and then took off from there but um, you know if if this was actually being manufactured in a lab you know you, you got to look at the potential reasons
0: on why that would be happening well i mean china and u.s was beefing before this happened with the mm-hmm. whole trade with the whole trade war you know so yeah. you know you, you, you just you just never know you know and the, the crazy thing man uh it's also a situation like, you know, me and Rick was talking about, um, you know, the death of Fred the Godson and all of the people that are passing away uh, because of their, their health reasons. You know, um, that's immune systems not being able to, you know, to fight this off because I know 13 people, um, actually it was 23 uh, altogether and from different departments and two so far died and they all had health issues and they all had diabetes and everybody else, probably uh, maybe 12 more out of that 23 came back and was cool. They said that they it was basically like, you know, uh, a flu. Um, two of them said that they just had it bad really one day, but it wasn't, you know, they were afraid, but it wasn't as bad as they thought it was, um, but yeah. they were able to fight it off, you know?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yep
1: but that's you know that's that's one of the um the biggest um killers is is people with underlying conditions and um you know those are the people that are mainly suffering and that's why they say that the black community took the um the hardest hit with this virus and um Mm -hmm. they said that you know out of everyone that was infected 80 percent of the deaths so eighty percent of the fifty-seven thousand are are minorities. So you know, and that's due to you know high blood pressure, like you said, diabetes, and you know things like that or whatever. Those underlying conditions um, play poor a large diet. role. You're talking poor diet, COPD, yeah. um, you know, just just all of those things uh, really really um, contributed to the um, the mortality um, in in this crisis. So. Um, you know, it's something to think about. You know, as far as taking care of yourself, and mm-hmm. you know, people not taking their health seriously or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it does come back to haunt you. Because if you Gosh. got a pretty strong immune system, you know, you got you people have more of a chance of fighting off this virus, just like any other virus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's it's pretty it's pretty scary though. You know, I just uh, mainly you know I got to think about myself. Because I gotta be here to take care of my kids, but I'm I'm just, you know, more scared for my children or whatever. Because at first, when they started, um, you know, discussing this virus or whatever, they were saying that it was something that was only attacking old people with underlying conditions. But we mm-hmm. see that yeah. to be forced. Then they yeah. also said that it was a droplet or contact um, associated disease, where that was false. This is an airborne yeah. disease, and that's yeah. why it spread around the world so rapidly everywhere. So. Yeah you know is it, you know it, it just really makes you think and it and, it, and it's kind of scary because you get you try to do everything you know as a father um, you know to protect your children and you know you don't never want to be pushed into a corner where you feel you know basically um, hopeless and can't do anything and this is mm-hmm. something that just takes over so you know I, I've been very careful on you know getting my children to childcare and home Like, I don't take them nowhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the the scary thing, too, is that the fact that now they're talking about all these people that that have it but don't have symptoms. So you can be spreading it not even knowing you have it because you're not showing any symptoms. So, and that's what makes it even more scary.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think the other thing is there's so much misinformation and people are getting their information from the wrong sources the untrustworthy sources yeah like you gotta you gotta make sure that we're getting our info from people that are that are qualified to give us the info yeah. and that it's uh it's actual facts this is not always actual facts and then Fred the Godson
0: oh yeah that was um, that was rough
2: you know there was other rappers that got affected by two that survived you know um
0: Scarface.
2: Scarface got, he was affected. Mm-hmm. And, um, Westside Guns from Griselda. He was in the middle of an album. Mm. When he was, when he was putting out that, you know, he just dropped the album Pray for Paris, right? You know, what y'all know about that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I didn't hear it yet.
2: He was, I heard, I mean, I, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, so he said, he was, um, I heard an interview where he said he was, um, he was in the middle of, of, he the album was done, but then um, DJ Premier wanted to do a track on the album. So he was like, all right, it's already put, he had everything put together, but he was gonna just do this last one. And he was like, he only could do it in one take because he didn't have the breath in his, in his respiratory. You know, it attacks the respiratory system. Yeah. So he's like, if I don't do this mm-hmm. in one take, I can't do it. So he was like going over it in his head, going over the rhymes in his head. He knew that he could only do it in one take, he wasn't going to have enough breath to do it in two, two or three or four takes. Hmm. So, I thought that was interesting that he you know, he that's, made that investment. But, yeah, man, so rest, uh, rest in peace, crazy. Fred the Garson. And you know, it's, it's um,
0: <sighs> yeah, hopefully, they don't take any more of our own, you know. Yeah. And they, they, what they were saying about Fred the Garson, they said that you know, he was basically um. You know speaking out against it he was involved in it um he was doing all the precautions his wife was wiping down the crib and and all that stuff man and still you know
1: yeah and that's what and that's what lets you know that this is an airborne disease and that's why people really have to be careful and you know when you are going out in public you know take it serious if you got gloves Put on mm-hmm. the gloves, wear your mask and things
0: like that.
2: So and what one of the things that and you mentioned it before RC um, earlier is the the the, immune, the the defense system of our bodies, right? So us living in the west, western med- western medicine is not about preventing anything. It's about catch it so we can treat it and sell you medication. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Other parts of the country are all about preventative, right? But Western Western medicine is, please get sick, so that we mm-hmm. can sell you this these, these drugs, because that's the pharmaceutical companies is what finances a lot of the, a lot of the um, medical schools, which is why it's malpractice to to prescribe natural. Um, yes. Any, any kind any kind of natural medicine is 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 considered malpractice by any any medical doctor all right. like you can literally it absolutely your license to be sued. so you know we know as black people that not all of us have health care and if we do it's not always the best health care
0: mm.
2: and um, we need to we need to understand the importance of sleep proper exercise diet. and diet diet and minimizing how much how many how many many um, just drugs and alcohol.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause
2: all, all of that stuff fights your immune system and your body's ability to fight. Yeah. And when you yep. can't fight, you know, that's, that's, you know, without going into white blood cells and everything like that, free radicals and stuff. But we, we need to be able to make sure that we're eating, resting, exercising, minimizing, you know, the amount of alcohol, alcohol content, you know, getting out and get some sun, getting getting the vitamin D, you know, Mm-hmm. All the things that we that we that we, we typically don't do, mm-hmm. we we, we got to do because your body has to have a chance. Like <laughs> we don't like for me, it's, it's vitamin C, golden seal, echinacea. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that I that I got, got you know, turmeric, turmeric. I was, I was trying to get it out of my mouth. Turmeric, you know, all the things that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we need to be mm-hmm. doing. Um, I got the, you know, you got the, you got the high antioxidant super, super fruits and the super foods, we got the kales and the, and the greens yeah. and the smoothies and all the things that we just need to be doing, um, ginger, um,
0: black seed oil,
2: black yeah. seed yeah. oil, as, as, as nasty as black seed oil tastes, yeah. you know, you got to suck it up because it'll change the, you could put like, you could put a half a teaspoon of black seed oil in a 12 ounce smoothie it's gonna change the whole taste of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: like that's when you—that's because it's that good for you. But um, you know what? That, Be, being that you, being that you speaking on these foods, um, you know, um, for the listeners, um, what you should do is you should research Dr. Sebi, Dr. Sebi, and mm-hmm. he'll put you on the right path to the right foods that's great for your body. And, and the different um, components in your body, the different organs in your body, and stuff like that. Um, Dr. C.B. Um, look him up on YouTube. You know, look him up on, online on Google, uh, and really look into the stuff that he talks about about what should be consumed in your body and what it really help um, you know turn your health around. Uh, what foods or whatever you should be ingesting.
0: So, um, so on that note. Um... Has anybody been checking out these battles lately?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: let's talk. Let's talk about that because you know what? Yo. It's f- <laughs> so I'm going through my text messages because I was going back and forth with um with Carlito. Shout out to Carlito. Um, former former um, editor in chief of Source Magazine. Okay, I'm like, wait, I was, I was about to ask you, Carlito,
0: Carlito Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yes,
2: yes, yes. That's, okay, that's my boy. <laughs> so, so, nice. So I texted him during the um, during the battle, during the premiere battle, in the RZA battle, mm. and we was just going back and forth, um, you know, like, yo, yo, remember when I came out? <laughs> we was going back and forth. So, um, I, I thought the premiere RZA battle was, I felt good. It had me feeling good about it. Yeah. They were dropping joints. Stuff, stuff I forgot about. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah no, that's I did right. a lot of uh,
1: With premiere, I did a lot of, oh, word?
2: <laughs> oh, okay. right. I forgot about that joint. <laughs> it,
0: it was so hard to score and to give a winner. I know, okay. on, with, with me on, on, on my end, a lot of people said RZA won. Then the Hot 97, they they judged it. They said that Premier won, but I thought it was it was really pretty hard to to judge a winner with that battle.
2: I, I, maybe I tuned in late, cause I tuned in maybe I think about midway, yeah. and um, I didn't. It didn't feel like a battle to me. It felt like just two DJs right. playing joints, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like sharing their, their catalog. It feel,
1: it, yeah, it didn't have a battlefield.
2: It didn't feel like a battle to me, so I, I wasn't right. even looking at it like. And I don't know if it, I don't know if it started off that differently, but when I when I tuned in, it just felt like, yo, well, check this out. Okay, well, check this yeah. one out. You know, it didn't feel like they was like going at each other. But um, right. you know, it, it was to me. I felt like it was a it was, it was a classic example of of hip hop being hip hop because. Hip hop is all about let's use what we have and make it work. So we can't go to the club, we can't go to the party. But we got this Instagram thing. We could both be on there at the same time. Let's figure it out how to make it work. Like hip hop has always been Well, I don't got I don't got instruments, but I do got I do I do got a record player.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: But I, and i i gotta take that i gotta i gotta I, I could pause the tape and then re- and then unpause it <laughs> i could do a pause tape. you know yeah. I, you know it, you know you figure out a way to get it done you know so i think that was a perfect example of how the creativity of the you know no other genre did that mm-hmm. and no other yeah. genre could do that yeah yeah
0: like, you know you know, how could, the
2: they, know how, could they do, how could they do that like how could how could any other do- genre do that
0: it's, it's so crazy because Bob, Bob Power, um, Tribe called Quest's Engineer, um, he was saying that the way that Q-Tip was putting all of these records together, that if someone had a band and tried to play it, they could not duplicate that sound. That's what that's what's fascinating about him. He said he wasn't into hip hop. He said, but... The way he took all these records and he EQ'd certain instruments out of these records and put it together, it was like forming a band that a regular band could not duplicate. Mm.
2: Yeah, and and I think Q Tip is an underrated producer. You know, he's very underrated. Yeah. He he's 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 pretty creative. But again, speaking on the creativity, like that, I mean, just being able to pull that off and the amount of people that was listening. And the amount of people that watched the the replay of
1: it—that's that
2: what I did. That was cra- that was um, that was I mean, that's something that we, we can we can do. That's something, we can do that, you know. Um, With technology, allows us to do. Just imagine if we had technology back in in in, um, in the eighties. Imagine if we had this kind of technology in the eighties. How different yeah. it would be.
0: Yeah. Man. Mm. Um, that's
2: crazy. There was another battle <laughs> that I, I I pretty much boycotted.
0: <laughs> Don't say the baby it's face of Teddy. Not the right? baby
2: face. That's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I definitely boycotted baby face. You know why? Because I'm like baby face. I I just, I just wasn't in the mood to hear like a whole bunch of slow joints. I don't know, with an
1: ascot in a in a cup
2: of red wine. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just was I just wasn't in the mood.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it but, the, the, cra- the crazy the <laughs> crazy thing was is that um, <laughs> the fact that they basically <laughs> what I got from it showed people just how um, technology today they still hadn't grasped yet and they was having all these technical difficulties <laughs> trying to put the battle together and it was it was so hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was more funny than anything and like like first Teddy had like I guess it looked like he rented out some space and you know he had a DJ he had a dancer on the side of him. And I know you guys probably seen some of the memes. That's I know the memes oh. I saw the memes. I was following the subplot. But yeah, oh, what's
2: wrong with him though? A dancer? Who are you, what are you, like the new MC Hammer?
0: A, I know. I know. It was crazy. <laughs> I know it was crazy. <laughs> I didn't know he had a dancer. I heard
2: about that. He had a Yo, dancer.
0: He had a dancer with a Kango and a fat gold rope, and it looked oh, like he, he had an Avarex jacket on or something like that. I don't oh, know, stop, man.
1: Stop. Please, crazy. man. Please stop. Please Yo, stop.
0: That was just so much it was it was crazy
1: a babyface ascot had (laughs) an (laughs) ascot
0: but you know what the fact is is that the fact that they have 20 you have to have 20 hits a a, a piece at least to go back and forth oh that's easy
1: babyface and and teddy rally 20 hits that's nothing oh
0: man yo and just the fact that they was just coming out with their bangers and Babyface was like, "Oh, I didn't know you did that. Oh, I didn't know you did that." <laughs> and there was a lot of controversy, especially when he he played the um, the guy that gets you home tonight, because a lot of people was like, "Yo, that's trackmaster." But hmm. Teddy was on some old. Like Russell Simmons called him and told him to fix up the record. And I noticed that with the Little John and T Pain battle. T-Pain was putting a lot of songs where he produced the hook, so it was a little controversial on that end or whatever. But um, the fact that Babyface and Teddy Riley had over five hundred thousand people in the room, they that that basically set a record, which I thought was crazy.
2: Yeah, because Babyface is gonna get to get all the women that want to hear the slow Oh, turn.
0: what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well,
2: I did I didn't
1: catch that battle, but I did. Um, catch the replay of the RZA and Premiere battle and mm-hmm. um, first I, I just, I'm just going to say that um, the, the, that battle at um, both of their handicaps and you know I, I, I feel like first of all when it first started out the Riz I don't know if it was on the replay or was it also live RZA's music sounded horrible Mm-hmm, so the Sound quality mm-hmm, was absolutely mm-hmm. horrible, and yeah. I, and, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, was these guys can't get this right or didn't try to get this right before they actually did it, and 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 you know, RZA, it, it wasn't until RZA got to like the fifth song that he finally got it right, and yeah. then the music sounded clear, but it yeah. it, it, was, it sounded horrible. So you know that handicapped Rizza, um, you know RZA's. In, in that battle, RZA's natural handicap to me was, is that he is mainly and exclusively a Wu Tang producer, whereas <laughs> Premier has done, you know, records for many different artists. Yeah. You know, so so you know that that kind of was RZA's handicap, and then you know to flip the coin over, Premier's handicap was. He has these banging ass beats, and then it's a lot of garbage people rapping on them. <laughs> like it was, it was a few, you know, where he had, you know, the, the joints with Jay Z and, and, you know, stuff like that or whatever, and Nas, um, you know, where he got, you know, the top notch exclusive rappers on his beats or whatever. But, when, you know, and this is just personally me, but I, I'm not a guru fan like that. Jay the Damager, I, I just can't do it. Um, group Home. Like, these guys are just not of, you know, a caliber of talent to be rapping on. Premier's beats.
0: So, you know. <laughs> Yo, you know, wait a minute. I'm laughing at all, right? Because <laughs> he said Jamie the damager. You know why I said Jamie the Damager. <laughs> you know why I'm laughing at Jamie the Dammitter, right? Why? <laughs> I know it. He, because he went that bad boy. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what i know jay root you know from from high school um yeah. days he didn't go to my high school but you know his, the people that hung around him was my boys um, from brooklyn that went yeah. to my high school martin Luther king so oh. you know I, I i hung out around jay root and and you know that whole little crew um for a couple of years so you know but even though you know he, he's I'm not gonna call him a friend, even though he's an associate of mine from my high school days. I just always thought he was trash, Mm. you know, and and, you know, and and, and, and I say that with an asterisk because you know, this this is a guy that was conscious, had knowledge of self, and he had a a plan and a message that he was trying to deliver in his music, and I respect that, that. But you know with that battle i just thought that you know these two guys came in with their own handicaps but at the end of the day um i had rizza taking that probably around about 12 to 8. Mm-hmm. maybe 12 to 8 or 13 to 7. um you know it, it was it was it was the couple of joints that i was like damn that I forgot that premier did that i was like whoa and, and he smoked RZA, you know, and his and just his sound and everything was just much clearer until RZA got it together. But, um, you know, I, I think RZA, I, I, I just think what, what, what Wu-Tang did, you know, for, for, the, for the culture and, and the music and, and just pushing hip hop, you know, to the edges of the world. I, 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 I didn't think that it was that close of a battle. I really didn't. So, you know, Premier is legend. Um, you know, I just always had my issues with Premier. And him, cho- I don't know who chose who, whether it was the artist chose him or he chose the artist, the rap on his music. I, I just thought that, I, I've always thought that he handicapped his career. Always. So, you know, I, yeah, I thought it was an entertaining I, battle. But um, I, I thought Rizzo got
0: that. Yeah, because people were saying that it, it, it was not just RZA versus Premier, but it was kind of like Wu Tang versus Premier. Because, like, like you said, Premier would play a banging beat like um, Living Proof. But when you take a beat like Living Proof, and even though it might be better than the, than maybe RZA playing Buck 50, but when you got you know Lil' Dat... Coming on, rhyming, and then you got Ghostface. It's like exactly. people gonna, people gonna <laughs> exactly. go with the one that Ghostface is on. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, because because the, the, you know why? Because you know what's funny? It's Funny you said that because two things. One, I feel like Premiere would have been better off just playing instrumental. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's my point exactly, right. He,
2: he could have pulled off element. He could have pulled off instrumental, and been better off just with his beats. He would have been way more impactful. So that's one, but two, um RZA's ability for the Wu sound, the Wu had a special kind of sound as a as a as a group.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but they fit into RZA's beats. Mm-hmm. Like each mm-hmm. per each even, even Old Dirty Baptist, like as 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 eccentric as he is in his flow and his delivery he still fit into the, into the Wu-Tang sound, right? And it's crazy how, you know, it's crazy how like, when you look at the boroughs, right? Let's just look at boroughs for a second. So like, I feel like Harlem and the Bronx had a kind of a sound, right? DITC, Fat Joe, you know, all, all the diff- everything that came out of that Harlem, Uptown sound, they had a kind of like yeah. a sound, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mount Vernon even had a sound. Yeah, Heavy D, Eddie F, I'll be sure. Jeff Red all had, a, rocks, certain yeah, kinda, smooth, all had a certain kind of, all had a certain kind of sound. Yeah, right. And then um, Staten Island had their own. They were in their own world. It's like it's like nothing. It's like they was in a bubble. And then when when they came out of the bubble, it was like I never heard anything like this before whoa these dudes flows are all different they're all different but yet they don't sound like anything we've ever heard in hip-hop yeah but it's hip-hop
1: shit was amazing
2: wasn't yeah. it amazing and then amazing so, so, so like each so Method Man's voice is like a, another instrument so Method Man's voice um, Ghostface voice Riz's vo- you know all the voices were like instruments in the beat, as a, like, it's like a, just like the drum and the hi hats is a, a, a sound. Now Method Man's voice is a sound in that track. Yep. But these people that was rhyming over over um, premier's beats was like, half of them horrible. <laughs> like they don't, they didn't fit. Nope. You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, you want a beat? I like that beat. I buy that beat. All right, yeah, you can rhyme on it. Go ahead and go. You know, you know, the only time that, that I felt like Premier, like one of the well it was a was more than one time, but the stuff he did for Nas on Illmatic, Nas, I felt like Nas fit into those tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, yeah, you you know, on the production yeah, I side. Think, I, I yeah. think
1: Reck, I think the words that you're looking for, they wasn't worthy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I mean Yeah, but Guru Guru fit into Premier's tracks. Guru wasn't wasn't a lyricist. But he fit. He fit into
1: the tracks. Yes, he did fit into the tracks. But still, even with him fitting into the tracks,
2: I can't think of nothing
1: Google <laughs> did with Premiere that's gonna match up to a Ghostface and Raekwon joint on on RZA's tracks.
2: At any at any time, right, I got At
1: you. any point. So you know, even you know, you know when I was I, at one point, and I can't remember exactly what Premiere played, but it was a it was a joint with I believe Big. And then RZA came and said, "You know, uh, uh, since you you know you, you went to Brooklyn to, to to the to the great one, you know, I, I didn't do much music with 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 other people, but um, you know, let me play mines with Biggie." And then put on Long Kiss. I was like, "Oh my god!"
0: Oh yeah, I um, um, I, I, what? I,
1: Premier well,
0: played I um kicking the door. Yeah, Premier played kicking the door. Thank you. Yeah. Pre-
1: kicking the door is crazy. But long yeah. kiss is my favorite. my top three
0: Biggie songs. Hmm.
1: So I thought for sure that Premier had that one. I was like, oh, yeah. Premier got this one. There's no way you could do, you know, get get mm-hmm. get anything on mm-hmm. kicking the door. And, mm-hmm. and here come RZA with, with long kiss. I forgot RZA did that. Long yeah. kiss is incredible. I did too. So I'm a you know, it, it, too. it wasn't yeah, it wasn't really many turns that premiere could go where RZA couldn't just trap him off with something incredible. And and sometimes, to be honest, I think Riza was going light on him and playing some songs that didn't really even make no sense when he got all of those classics.
2: Yeah, but well, mm-hmm. RZA, RZA's kind of so, weird though. Like, he probably was like, he probably was just played stuff that he was wanted to play. <laughs> Probably
1: I, I, I and didn't, didn't it don't like make he was, a difference because like it's so really crazy.
2: Battling. I didn't feel like he was really battling though, to be honest. Like we're not we're not too Me good. neither. I, I,
1: you you're absolutely right.
2: Because he could have buried him if he felt like it.
0: And, and, and I think it also so. it also felt to
2: me Premier.
0: It also felt to me that uh, that Premier was kind of playing joints to let people know, okay, I did something for this artist and this artist, because he played a DOS Effects joint and I was like, Why would you play that?
1: that was garbage i, right. I remember nobody that nobody
0: even heard of that nobody yeah. even heard of it you gotta play, you you know gotta
2: what play. yeah you got to come out swinging you got to come out you got to come out throwing uppercuts so i was like,
0: I, I, I was like yeah it, he then played this
1: the, he, he played the c he, he, he played driving? the C seaside DOS <laughs> effect song right right exactly not B seaside. Right.
0: yeah yeah so i was like okay maybe he's just showing people you know what he did because i know he played an mop joint uh he played a big gale joint so it was yeah. kind of like, you know, look at all these different artists I did beats for, but they wasn't battle ready. Yeah.
2: Yo, um, you heard about the next battles, right? No. Nah. Uh, no.
1: I um, know, I heard on the radio this morning, Puff was talking about Dr. Dre. Uh,
2: puff that in, Dr. He's Dre, in and um, Swiss Beats and Timbaland.
0: Okay, so Swiss Beats and Timbaland, date. They battled before, but they I supposed know, I saw that. I saw that one. Do a new one. Now hold up. First but it was di- all, it
2: was different though. That that wasn't that it was it was weird. They were like they were like making beats on the spot. They were like creating beats in a battle. That's dope. That's dope. It was it was
0: mad dope. I remember that when they did that. Now here's the thing though. So first of all, this thing with with, with, with Puff, right? So first it started with Puff and J D and then Puff was like Talking about you don't want no smoke, and he was trying to tell him you can't even beat the track masters. Then Jermaine Depree was like, I'll smoke the track masters. And then Puff was like, I'll go at anybody, even Dre. But my thing is this. I mean, now R. Uh, uh, I don't already uh, know what you're
2: gonna say. I already, uh, know, uh, I already know what you're gonna say. Don't be
0: don't be biased.
2: Don't,
1: don't be biased. I already know what
0: you're gonna say. Don't be <laughs> biased. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. do ahead, ahead.
0: Go ahead. Do go you ahead. think <laughs> Do you honestly think that he has the nerve to call out Drake? Be honest.
1: If anyone can, it's probably only him. Now, and, 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 and I say this only because, and, and, and take a step back. Don't just think bad boy. Yo, Puff Hands was all in Uptown Records. Like, let, let's not forget the catalog I don't think you are thinking about this but you got to think uptown records and then you got to think the hitman was on everything all of those remixes in 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 the 90s for all of them other labels and all that all that's puff puff is going to reach for records that people are not going to be thinking about that was smash hits
0: okay so then why can't it be bad boy versus dr dre
1: Why can't it be, say that, wait, wait, bad boy? Wait, 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 I, didn't, I, don't, I don't get that one. Why can't it be bad so boy first? Just doctor? say it, just say it, just say
0: it. Why can't, because my, because my. Cause, cause, oh, you talking about my, Puff as a producer? Yes, why can't He's it not, be bad he, boy He didn't even before.
2: make the beats. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say, well, he didn't make the beats. Know, you know, <laughs> not, well, well, you know what, you
1: know what, you know what? you you If you talking about actually programming, Dr. Dre has the same problem. Because Dr. Dre didn't make half the shit that he, his name is on. Dr. Dre got a stable of producers over there. Scott Storch used to produce over there. Like so, so you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, like Dr. Dre actually knows how to work those machines and make music and have made music. But you know, you can't discredit or discount the production skills of Puff in him putting records together. And him, you know, being involved in records and him giving a direction on how to rap on these records and stuff like that. Like, Puff is more of the maestro down in the orchestra section, um, you know, in in classical music and got everybody
2: playing to the same tune to make it sound genius. So neither one of them should be battling it. Who, Puff? So neither one of them should battle. The I think that I think that I think that I think that they should. I,
1: you know, if, if, if you're gonna have Dr. Dre, the only person in this music industry that can go up against Dr. Dre, if you ask me, is Puff, because you know, in my mind, I think Puff has the catalog for it, and and I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people when you see just how far his reach goes on all of those remixes that he was involved in. And all of that music at Uptown Records, like Puff is going into Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, like Puff Puff might actually smoke
0: Dr. Dre, <laughs> but now I'm now listen all the way real with it. So I mean, now now listen. Okay, if, if we're if we're talking we're talking about battle as far as songs to song that they had a hand in, I can respect that. But I'm talking about okay. Let's say even Quincy Jones. Now Quincy Jones is an all-around producer and there probably was a lot of songs that he had musicians come in, he had Rob Tiperton come in and write and they pretty much was probably the backbone of that song and he was probably the overseer. But if you ask Quincy Jones to sit down there and put music together, play these instruments and actually put a record together on his own, he has the ability to do that. And that's the thing about Dr. Dre. If you sit him in the room and you say, okay, Dr. Dre, I need a beat strictly from you. Can you create a beat without nobody else in the room? Now, if you're gonna go record for yeah. record, then I, now if you're talking about record for record, okay, yes. But I'm just saying, they. I don't think they should, but well, I don't know. I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess the, the,
1: the thing about it is, the thing about it battle. is, is what, yeah, is, is what are you, um, considered, you know, the the, the the credentials to be in in that conversation, and to be honest, I I, I wouldn't. I, it, if you base the battle on that, then Dr. Dre is limited to what he can play because he, he can't play none of those classics from back in the days or whatever on Snoop's album. Um, um, you know, um, what, what else? Um, the Chronic and this and that. Daz did a. I mean, um, Daz did a lot of those beats.
2: So I'm going to say this, like, I I don't, I'm not excited about, I'll be excited to hear somebody just get up and spin all of Puff's joints, but I can't see Puff standing behind the wheels of steel. Oh, no, that's a whole other topic. I I, I can't see that, (laughs) you know know what I'm saying? I just, I just, I just can't see that. But I could see Pete Rock and Large Professor, oh boy. That would be dope. dope.
1: That'd be super dope.
2: (laughs) You know, like I, I just can't. I don't. I don't look at Puff Daddy like, like the, like a, a real producer like that. I, I just. And I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just saying that I I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't don't perceive him to be that.
1: How it would look, wreck, is is one thing. And, And and I'm gonna tell you right now, you guys know Puff. Puff's a showman. He's a showman. And he, if anyone, he's going to pull it off. If anything, Dre's going to look funny. And Dre's a DJ. But I'll I say this. I'll say this and think about this. I would say Puff will smoke him in the music Is if you go hit for hit for all of their hits. Let them do like 30 to yes. 40 songs. I, yes. say, I say that Puff will smoke Dre. And I, I say that agree. because... I, I say that because Dr. I, I Dre, that.
0: Yeah, Dr. That.
1: Dre only puts out music every 10 to 15 years. Right. Like, even if he was to play Eminem, he can't play Eminem's whole catalog because he's only done around about three or four songs on each of Eminem's albums over the last, like, 20 years. He yeah, don't do of, Eminem's whole them, albums.
2: Most of them are not even hits anyway. We talked we talk exactly. about it. You don't we have talked about, about
1: that we we talked about Eminem, so don't get me started on him. But Dr. Dre could not play more than if if, if we're gonna go by the songs that he was involved in, you could only play like two or th- maybe he could play like five Eminem songs throughout Eminem's whole career. And that's exactly the point that I'm trying to make. Dr. Dre don't even create that much music and didn't create that much music at it in his heyday.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And I, th- th- thats why that's that's not a battle. That's not even a, I mean that that's like a listening. That's like a listening uh, event. Let's just get it'd together and to hear that stuff. It'd be dope like, one. It, it'd be dope, but I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I I'm just not fired up about that on a battle. But I, I would be. I would definitely want to. Like I would. I'm gonna tell you right now. I would have paid money. The um, the battle that that happened between um. Premier and RZA, if mm-hmm. they would have had that at like on stage somewhere at a concert, would have paid I, for that one. I'd have paid money to go. I would pay money to go to that. I probably would have too. I definitely would have, and I, I and but I would not have paid money for Babyface and the other one though. There's no way. Oh no! But, I, I, but Puff and Dre, if somebody was up there spinning their joints, because I just I just <laughs> I just can't see them up there behind the turntables like. Yeah, I
1: don't want to see that.
2: Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I just can't see that. So it, it wouldn't yeah. really be like a battle for me. It would be like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. But I think
1: I, I think Puff is so much of a showman. Puff is gonna figure out the for, the formula for the format to make it dope and make it look dope. Puff, Puff, Puff yo, trust me, man. He ain't gonna do nothing to make himself look crazy. trust, trust me on that one.
0: And see, the thing that so because the thing about it is they also too, had battles where um, they had writer versus writer because I think they had Neo versus uh, John to Austin and they had Sean Gary versus the dream. So, mm. the thing about it, like, like Rick was saying, if say you got both of them in the studio and then one is person, I right, check out this, and then they give in a story about you know how they did it, boom. So, Dre plays something. Puff play something, they're playing something, it just seems like it's a different playing field. Even though they're both producers, it's just because of the type of producers they are, it just seems like they're on a different playing field.
1: Mm. I can see Puff getting somebody to spin those records and that nigga talking and <laughs> gang of shit and dancing all over studio. studio. No,
2: we- I-, I see Puff having a dime, <laughs> dime, dime piece female DJ with with like a bikini on or something spinning. That's
1: how, that's so, the fact. So crazy.
2: And he so gotta crazy. have like some rock bottles up in front
1: of the turntables. All that <laughs> all that advertising crazy, <laughs> selling everything.
0: T- but you know what's so crazy? Selling you know everything. So, you know what's so crazy? I give uh-huh. Puff this. There's if I can think of anybody like Puff that don't actually program drums or whatever, but just has a producer's mind and able to put stuff together? There's nobody else in the industry that is like him that I could put up against him. Mm-hmm. That that's that that's that kind of producer that yeah. produced that many hits. That's one thing I can say. Um,
2: that don't Hank. play
0: anything. Maybe can't program Hank. him on the stream. You maybe. mean? Oh, you mean maybe Irving Gotti?
2: Maybe him, but he don't have that many hits, but. He's, that, he's, right. close. He, he he's, he's a close yeah. second, right? Probably. I'm talking about puff level. Probably a close
1: second. Not, yeah, Puff's he level. ain't on puff level. No, yeah. nah.
2: But yeah, he's he's a he. That would be more. That would be more of an even battle in the same category.
1: Right. But I, exactly. I, I, yeah, exactly. exactly. you saying
2: because I, I don't feel like Puff's in Dre's category honestly, um, in terms of a, because Dre created a lot of beats, Puff just remixed a lot of beats. In in, in a lot of instances whoa 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 <laughs> wait, wait,
0: wait.
1: <laughs> wait, let's back that up wait let's let's reverse it let's get this car reverse you said dre created
2: a lot of beats i would say his his, 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 his samples were more creative because okay. he, he added thank some you. things to it Th- okay where, where thank puff you. wasn't okay. as creative in terms of like he just played a record and just said, all right, you're gonna rhyme over this you gonna rhyme over Juicy. You're gonna rhyme s- over juicy. To, gonna to rhyme juicy and I'm not even changing
1: it. Snoop's album, the the, 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 the chronics, all of those were samples. Oh, no,
2: anything, I mean, anything is samples, but then there's okay. also levels of creativity with the samples. You know, Absolutely. And I, I think okay. Dre was right. a lot more creative. Okay.
0: Yeah, with well, are adding the, the, synth- the synthesizer sounds and and just make, taking a simple sample and just kind of making it west coasty you know with the vibe and yeah. everything like that
1: mm-hmm. okay all right i just i had to i had to get back in the car first because <laughs> i thought i thought wreck i thought wreck was out here spreading falsehoods
2: <laughs> no but yeah
0: I, 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 go ahead let's let so let's talk about what would be your uh uh ideal battle if y'all could see two people battle that haven't battled yet
1: um you know what to be honest um because i think that puffs catalog will pretty much i I don't want to say smoke dre but i i really do think that puffs catalog outweighs Dre's a little it bit um,
0: no I, I think it outweighs it a lot
1: I was, I'm, I'm gonna go with a little bit to be respectful right. but I think I think he will probably I think he could smoke Dre I think the better battle would probably be more of Dr. Dre and the Nettoons mm. Mm. I, I would love to hear that yeah because I think a lot of people will be surprised of the songs that the Neptunes are involved with right. <laughs> over the last yeah. 25 years. <laughs> yeah, I um, think that would be more of a battle. Yeah, yeah. So the Neptunes,
2: we'll we'll see what they're gonna do with these battles, but you know, I'm i the Timberland, um, Swiss Beats battle that
0: that'll be dope. What y'all think about Eric
1: Sermon? Mm. Eric In Sermon. In a battle? Yeah. With who? Whoever. Ma- be Marley to Mar- be smoked. Marley oh, Marr. Smoke. I think he'll smoke Marley Marr. Really? Yeah. Er- Eric Sermon? <laughs> oh, y'all. y'all better, y'all better get, to, get your thinking caps on. Eric Sermon did EPMDs, all the EPMD stuff. Um 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 redman um berry Red Red man. Man. Um, like eric sermon <laughs> yo eric sermon as a producer is crazy i like to see him battle somebody like eric sermon somebody. was doctor dre before
2: doctor dre I think, I think if you took, if you took, you got to do it in error. You got to do it in error versus error.
0: Right, 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 right.
2: Because some of these people have superior, superior, uh, equipment and technology and sampling time and just, just the ability to like, <laughs> like what, 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 like, um, what's his name? Um. Look, who did Law Finesse's stuff on the, on the FB12? Um, DITC. Um, Mike Smooth? Um, no, no,
0: Premier. Premier, 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 did, yeah. most of Premier did most Law of Law Finesse's, Finesse's stuff? First album, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so some
2: of that old stuff, I mean, they were very, very limited. Like Molly Mar yeah. was a lot more limited than Eric Sherman was at that point.
0: Well, uh, guess um, the, but now check this out. Don't, don't forget, no. Eric Sherman came out in 87. It's My Thing came out in Eric Sermon was 86, 87. Yeah, Eric
1: Eric Sermon is a beast. Yo, listen, man. Listen, if you go back and listen to Eric Sermon's production in 86, 87, and 88, Dr. Dre came after that and started doing using the same funk and all of that. Eric Sermon was Dr. Dre before Dr. Dre. Eric Sermon laid the blueprint for using the funk and and laying it down heavy in hip hop right before Dr. Dre. Eric Sermon is the mastermind behind that. Eric Sermon is is an incredible producer and the way that he was getting those sounds out of what they was using back in 86, 87, it's insane. Eric hmm. Sermon is an incredible producer, and I put Eric Sermon up against anyone, <laughs> and I'm taking Eric Sermon.
0: That'd be dope. I'd like to see him. Oh, you know, be, be a dope battle: Pete Rock and Easy Mo B.
1: Hmm. Hmm. That 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 might yeah. I, I, oh, damn. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, and they talked about Alchemist versus um, Havoc, which I thought might not happen because I thought they were cool. But they did speak about, um, you know, just doing it for fun. Mm.
1: Havoc is dope too.
0: Yeah,
1: Havoc, Havoc, <laughs> Havoc in in his own right. Havoc is dope. Yeah, but the, but that that's the thing. Havoc didn't do. A lot of production outside of Mob Deep and that little crew, so yeah. you're not going to hear, you know, much variation, and that's what kind of killed Premier to me because, you know, not only is the same people basically rapping on his beats, it was the same um, 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 snare and 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 kick. Yeah. Each beat that went that came on, it, it was like the same, you know, kick and snare. So, you know, when you get that repetitiveness, it's it's, kind of like a killer. So I think that would actually, even though Havoc is super dope, it would start to sound repetitive because you're gonna hear the same, you know, people rapping on his beats, which is basically Prodigy and a couple of other people.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even though, you know, like I said, um, you know, with RZA, that was his handicap, but his handicap was still one of his greatest strengths because of the MCs that he had. They were that dope. It didn't make a difference. You could hear them all goddamn night if they would have went and, and listened to that Wu-Tang shit because it was incredible. Cause all of them was holding their own. They all was nice.
0: All right. Well, shoot, that that uh I guess that, that sums it up. Um so so a uh, wreck the top five. Uh, are we over time? Do we have time to get into that? Or should we say that for another episode? How, do how are mean. we doing with time? Okay.
2: I mean, got this? I mean, I got. <laughs>